ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 Purpose Girls. So a few months ago, I had a really stressful day. It just seemed like everything had gone wrong. I own a condominium in Cleveland and someone on the floor above me had just flooded it (laughs) by leaving their water on. And the same day I heard from a client that I did not win a bid I had put in and it just felt like it was a day where everything went wrong. And I was watching the clock, waiting for five o'clock for some sort of permission that then I could open a bottle of wine and I could have a glass of wine. And I had that glass of wine. I loved it. It felt so good. And then I found myself, of course, pouring a second while we ate dinner. And then I just noticed the next day, ooh, I'm cooking dinner. I think I'll have another glass of wine. And then the next day. And it was about eight days later when I paused and I said, oh my gosh, I've had a glass of wine every day this week, sometimes too. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a glass of wine. We know that there are all sorts of health benefits to it. And Since I was doing it every single day, and I knew I was doing it because I was stressed, because I was trying to fix something, trying to cover something up, kind of trying to numb something, I had to step back and say, what what is this about? Is it really because I wanted a glass of wine or was it because I was trying to numb out from the stress of life? And I had to honestly look in the mirror and say, I'm trying to numb out, right? I teach others how to be their happiest self. Like, what's going on with me? that I need to numb out. And so it really got me thinking about what it really brings me joy, what really was causing me stress, the bad kind of stress, what really was happening, and because I don't want to become dependent on some sort of substance. Yeah, I love having a glass of wine now and then, but I didn't want to become dependent. And this is something I find a lot as I talk to clients, right? It's like, oh, the end of the day, I can have that glass of wine or, oh, I can just, you know, plop on the couch and watch, you know, hours of Netflix or, oh, I just need to de-stress. And so, you know, I went shopping and bought myself the new, you know, $200 bag or whatever it might be. And it's not that any of that is wrong. The thing is, is that it's probably, we're all numbing out like as a society and probably because there's more going on in our lives that maybe we don't want to face. And the opportunity here is to, as my expert who's coming up says, is to rewire that desire, like really figure out what is the deeper desire and to rewire it so that you have true joy, natural joy. Not to say you can never have that glass of wine or the bag, go for it, love both of those myself, but to say what's really going on with us. And this is a way into our happiest selves. So I am thrilled, beyond thrilled to welcome my soul sister, actually a coaching client and an incredible, incredible practitioner and healer in the world, Anita Parr, who is our expert in what's going on here with these desires and how to rewire them. So let me tell you a bit about Anita. Anita is a yoga wellness practitioner and a neuro coach. 
Anita Parr is the founder of Rewire Your Desire, a holistic program that helps women transform their relationship with alcohol. Her mission is to help women reclaim their power and awaken their greatness. Her modalities include yoga, life coaching, Ayurveda, Reiki, faster EFT, essential oils. She's an animal whisperer. She is an expert in nutrition and really like understanding how foods affect your body. Like this woman is such a talented, talented goddess, talented healer. I am so honored. Welcome, Anita, to the Purpose Girl podcast. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Mm. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Yeah. I just think the world of you and I'm so happy Thank that you. you're here. Happy to so, be here. I shared in my story, I think this is pretty common, <laughs> that, yeah. you know, I don't think it's so unusual that at the end of the day, I'm like, uh, you know, someone out there is going, I just need that glass of wine, you know, or, you know, for one of my clients, it's a puff of a marijuana. And <laughs> am I saying that right? Because I, I, I'm not a drug person, but I don't have any issues with it. But like, you know, but it's like, we need something to just relax because there's so much stress and chaos. Right. So what's going on? What have you noticed in your work that is going on with us? Well, it's just that we're, we're looking for that instant gratification to help us relax. Instead mm -hmm. of just going within and sitting with our emotions, we're looking for something external to help us with something internal that only we can do. So these mm -hmm. distractions are only problem stallers. This underlying issue is still there. Mm, a problem staller. I've never heard mm -hmm. that and I love it. Yes. Right. So say more about problem stalling, right? I love it because it's opposed to problem solving. Exactly. It's problem st stalling. Yeah. Say more about that. Right. So say you come home from work and you are super stressed and you just had a long day, you're exhausted and you just want that glass of wine. So instead of sitting with your emotions and understanding why you had such a stressful day, you just want this quick fix. Alcohol is just, or whatever distraction you're using, social media, television, food, sugar, uh, right. you are just using this and it becomes a problem staller instead of a problem solver. You still have that underlying emotion, that underlying stress. And so, as you know, when you don't sit with your emotions, they're still going to be there. They're still going to manifest in some way. So you're still going to have the same problem tomorrow. And now you'll probably have a hangover, a food hangover, <laughs> hangover. So your problem has compounded, you know? Mm, right. That's such a good point is that we're like just covering it up or the numbing it out. We're the stalling. This is so brilliant. I want to underline it and highlight it. And the stalling, it's going to be still be there tomorrow or next week or, you know, next year. And then it shows up. I mean, it can show up as a, like you said, as a hangover, you know, or it's, it's exacerbated by the hangover, but then it can show up as all sorts of like health issues. And Oh, exactly. Most definitely. And I learned this problem staller, problem solver from this amazing woman who's actually doing this work as well, Rachel Hart. And she just so eloquently explains this. Mm. So with problem stalling, is it always an issue do we have to address the problem right away? Like, is it ever okay to just have a night where we say, okay, I, I just got to stall this thing? Yeah. And I think that is just such a personal thing. I think it might be a bit unrealistic to try and solve our problems every time, you mm. know, because sometimes we are just so exhausted. And the last thing we want to do is 
try to figure out what's really going on. But just know that it's still going to be lingering. It's still, right. so you have a choice. You have a choice. You can either deal with the issue at hand now or later. So it's not a right or wrong. It's just, are you choosing to deal with it now, later, or never? It's a personal choice. But mm -hmm. as far as it being a problem, well, that's for you to judge. That's for, I don't like the word judge, but that's the, that's for you to figure out. Because yeah, it's for you to decide. Right. And to so if you feel good after having that glass of wine, then no problem. But if you're still feeling stressed and the next day, like, then there's probably a problem. Yeah. I mean, what, I, what I'm hearing you say is, you know, the occasional or to have that glass of wine and it, because somebody is probably out there going, yeah, I feel so much better after I have it. But as mm -hmm. you're saying, so your body might feel better because it's relaxing a little bit. But then do you, how do you still feel about the underlying issue, right? Whether it's an underlying issue that's going on at work or it's an underlying issue that you have too much on your plate or right. underlying issue with your kids or with your partner or with dating or something. And right. that's really what we've right. got to address. And it's a, it's a false relaxation as well. Mm. It's yeah. like something more proactive might be, you know, get your journal out and start writing. But I do understand realistically who wants to do that after a super stressful day, unless you have trained yourself. That's your go-to instead of going to a glass of wine. Yeah, and we need to, right? So here's the thing. It's like one of the founders of positive psychology said, when we know what we know, why do we do what we do, right? We know <laughs> we, we know to eat leafy green vegetables. We know to move our body for a half hour at least every day. Like mm -hmm. we know not <laughs> to just numb out on our lives. We know not to spend hours on social media that it makes us miserable, but we still do it. <laughs> and we do it. Why? Because it's habitual and because it's easy. But I yes. think what you're saying is really important, not that it might, it might be a little harder, it might take some practice mm -hmm. to sit and actually look at what is going on, but that that's actually what we need to do. And so the thing is, is that we've never been given these tools to, you know, sit with our emotions and it's not about changing the emotions we've been taught especially in the western society that we're supposed to be happy all the time mm -hmm. and that's just not true we're human beings we're emotional beings we are, we have a spectrum of emotions and we're meant to experience every emotion and it's okay that you're sad how would you know what happiness is what it feels like if you've never experienced sadness like you always mm -hmm. have to have the contrast the dark and the mm. light. Mm. And how it's, boring would life be if it was just so monotonous, the same thing every day? Right. And, you know, our emotions are so important. I had an expert on talking about happiness and anxiety for kids. Mm. And we were talking about this very thing that emotions are so important because they tell you something's going on. Exactly. So if you're stressed every day, then you need to look at you know, that's not a way to live. Even if you mm -hmm. numb out on the wine, marijuana, social media, <laughs> yeah, it's not a way to live. And mm -hmm. because you'll, then you will never have the happiness that you seek. So I've heard you mention journaling. I've heard you mention looking at the problem. Take us through what's the alternative here instead of the glass of wine or, you know, again, one glass, no problem, but right. every day problem, right? So right. take us through what's really going on underneath and what do we do? 
So what's really going on underneath is we're using alcohol as a crutch, right? Mm. To mask what we're feeling. You go to a party, you feel awkward. You don't want to feel that awkwardness. So you just have a cocktail, a glass of wine, and guess what? You start to feel good and loose and confident, <laughs> but it's yeah. a false confidence. It's false because the next time you go to that party, you're going to be dependent on the alcohol to help you feel a certain way. So there we go again with a problem staller, not a problem solver. Oh my gosh. This is so genius. Like, duh, of course, right? I can't tell you how many people will say to me, well, I'll dance, you know, because I love dancing. Love, love, love. Well, I'll <laughs> dance. You know, I need a couple glasses of wine to dance. And it's like, Actually, when you were three and four years old, you were dancing, right? Men, women, transgender. We like our natural way is to dance. You just didn't used to care what you looked like. Exactly. And I love that you say that. I love that you say that because remember when you were a little girl and you would get invited to slumber parties? Did you ever think like, oh, I need to have a glass of wine to have fun? (laughs) Right, right, right. No. No, that's such a good point, right? You were just like, you know, you would dance, you would play the games, you would put your hair in crazy, you know, pigtails or whatever, and just enjoy. And one of the things I admire so much about you, Anita, is you radiate joy. Like, to me, you are the essence of the word delight. Like, you are (laughs) such a light beam and such a light being, and you have this natural light, and you don't drink. You don't do any of this numbing. And I know that you have. You've been on your Mm -hmm. own journey. So tell us about your journey here. Wow. So my journey, I came from a very traumatic childhood I won't get too much into that, but I um, ended up continuing the cycle uh, by self-destructing with alcohol. So Mm. in my 20s, I was in a very, well, from 18 to 26, I was in a very toxic relationship and I discovered wine. I Mm. started drinking wine and I thought I had no idea. I was not conscious about my drinking, so naive, but I just, you know, thought I was just having fun. I had no idea I was numbing out. Um, Fast forward to 26 years old, I had broken up with a boyfriend and I just went wild and um, was partying all the time. It was fun. So I thought, and I was addicted to cigarettes and I, then I started experiencing really bad hangovers and I was starting to experience like bouts of depression, which that wasn't really me, and anxiety. And then I just like hung over, watch reality television all day. But then on the other hand, I would do Pilates and do juice cleanses and go to school. <laughs> so I was like, we had this double identity. I was living mm. two lives. And Uh, the hangovers just got too much. And I would journal and pray like, please help me control my alcohol. Mm. And I didn't stop drinking until a few years later where it just, the emotional hangovers just were so intense. Like I was like, I'm done, I'm done. And I do believe that I was addicted to alcohol then. I totally Mm. was, I was physically addicted like, cause I was bartending. That's what you do at work, you drink. Um, it was normal to drink at 12 in the afternoon. It totally wow. was normal. 
And so well, sure, because your customers are drinking <laughs> and then, you know, you're this gorgeous knockout woman. So a, a guy customer is probably like, hey, have a drink with me. And that was probably the culture. <laughs> it was totally the culture. So now I was surrounded by this normalcy of drinking. Wow. And I um, luckily my uh, I got the courage. Of course, I was drunk, but to ask. <laughs> <laughs> to ask my grandpa for um, some help. And so my mm. uncle like hooked me up with this amazing spiritual life coach the next day. And she didn't straight up say like, oh, you're going to have to stop drinking. Like she gained my trust first. I knew that like our work together was for me to, you know, release alcohol. So I, on my own, started to release it. So she's the one who really helped me actually get in touch with my emotions. When mm. I first started this work, I was so disconnected from my heart. I couldn't even feel it. Like, I didn't know what my heart's desire was. At that point, it was to party. Like, it mm. was <laughs> so sh she helped me uh, go to places I didn't want to go, see the emotions that I didn't want to experience. And wow. like, this is when it really started to kick off for me. So I didn't drink for three years. And, and how, and I still bartended the whole time. Whoa. But, I quit smoking and drinking cold turkey during the holidays, <laughs> bartending. <laughs> it's like you can't make that up. You know, that's no, like a no. movie, you know. No. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, what a journey you've been on. And it's so incredible. I mean, you have to I, be so proud of yourself because it does take so much courage and it's the courage. It's it's not even about the stopping drinking. It's the, though that does take a ton of courage. Yeah. It's, the courage, what I'm hearing, is to look at those dark places. Mm -hmm. You know, as you so beautifully said earlier, problem stalling, mm -hmm. you know, because of your traumatic childhood, that that stayed in you, right? Yeah. And it just happened to start coming out when you were 18, 20, 21. And instead of dealing with, oh, okay, I got to deal with the the pain, I've got to deal with the hurt, like all, all of those dark places, the shame, all the stuff, right? Yeah. Let's just cover it up. Let's just numb it out. And and I don't think you're alone in that. You know, it's mm -hmm. so, it can be so hard to look at our past. Really is. And especially I was like, everything's okay. You know, smiling all the time. I learned that at such an early age. Everything's right. okay. Everything's okay. And then right. all Everyone of a sudden, wanted to do the Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is something that I hear a lot from women and I know I had the same experience myself. Everyone just wants us to be happy, right? Like mm -hmm. sugar and spice mm -hmm. and everything nice. And listen, I know I, I teach the science of happiness, right? <laughs> um, but of course, what I want everyone to know is that happiness is not just this happy, dappy, yellow sunshine, right? No, so it's, true. It's a deeper sense of fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It's well-being. It's self-awareness. It's allowing yourself the full range of who you are and expressing yourself and getting in touch with your desires and following them, even when they're scary. I mean, yeah. so it's so it's so different. It sounds like that's what this um, incredible coach took you through. Yes, yes. I, it was just, it was so hard, but so, so worth it. So amazing. She said, you're so full of anger. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not. I had no idea what she was talking about. And here I was like for the past like 10 years self-destructing and I couldn't, mm. I didn't connect the two. And then until I started really doing the work, I'm like, oh, I guess I am really angry. There's some rage in there. Yeah. Cause you were, and you were taking it out on yourself. I was taking it out on myself. 
Yeah. This is so powerful. Again, it's like I want to put a picture frame around this. (laughs) When we are self-destructing, right? Which might be Mm self-sabotaging. You know, you're always showing up late somewhere. And and believe me, I'm a recovering (laughs) self-sabotager, recovering, show up late, you know, person. Or my eight days of having a glass of wine, right? That was self-destructing. Was it so horrible? Was I an alcoholic? No, but I clearly was trying to avoid something. So when we're Mm self-destructing, there is an emotion that's begging us. What I'm hearing you say, that's begging us to be paid attention to. Mm -hmm. And so for you, it was anger. And for everyone out there listening, I see this a lot in women. I'm sure you do too, where it's like we've never been told that anger was okay or what to do with it. Right. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And sometimes we get scared of our own anger because we've been holding Mm. it in for so long. We're afraid that if we let it out, we won't be able to control it. Right. Right, right. We'll become the mad woman. We'll become mm-hmm. the nasty, you know, the crazy one that everyone, yeah. you know, is kind of the the stereotype. Mm-hmm. So what have you found? And and in your work, because now you work with clients in this, what have you found? I love that you didn't call this like your work a stop drinking. It's it's mm-hmm. rewire your desires. So tell us about desires. Right. So you can really desire anything, right? Could you imagine like having desiring a glass of water and then desiring a glass of wine? They're both going to be two different feelings of desire. One's going to be more intense than the other. And that's because alcohol is highly concentrated and water is not. It's you're going to have a normal influx of like the steady stream of dopamine when you have that your desire is satisfied with water. Now, when your desire is satisfied with alcohol, whoa, you just get your whole brain's flooded with dopamine. Dopamine is this neurotransmitter that's a chemical chemical messenger. And it actually, um, it's a survival neurochemical. And so when when you take that drink of wine, now your brain's associating the wine with survival. So it's like, oh, Mm. it took note, like, oh, this felt really, really good. I need more of this because I need it to survive. And that's why sex feels so good. That's why eating feels so good. But now we live in this saturated environment that's filled with instant gratification, you know, limitless porn. We got uh, social media at our fingertips, shopping at our fingertips. Mm. It's like more, more, more. And meanwhile, we're feeling more empty. Right. Because we're reaching for the external instead of really working on the internal. Right. This is so fascinating. It's like, so we have this desire, and I love you bringing in the neurotransmitters and the hormones and dopamine is that reward transmitter. Mm -hmm. And that's, right as you mentioned so brilliantly, the survival that anytime we our body needs a way to know, oh, I need more of that. Like you said, food or sex. So we get a hit of dopamine, the reward. And that's how it lets our body know, okay, do more of that. And so this is so fascinating and so important because what's really going on underneath is some other desire, Mm -hmm. right? Like you said, perhaps there's a desire for connection, right? If you're in a marriage that's not serving you, or just you guys are hitting a rough patch, which Mm -hmm. you could be in a fantastic marriage or partnership and hit lots of rough patches. I mean, we do, you know. So true. And so you might be desiring connection, but 
the fear of reaching out for that connection and it not being met or, you know, whatever the story is, oh, it's just easier. Let me just numb out tonight and, you know, watch the Netflix, go on social media, have the wine, whatever it is. Exactly. So how do we get in touch, Anita, with the real desires? What's really underneath? So you got to ask yourself the questions. Mm. You got to follow that thread. Like, so for example, speaking of, you know, connection with our partner, I recently married for over a year, but uh, yeah. So, but we went through a really stressful time because our dog almost passed away and things were super tense and every day just seemed so hard. And Mm. I remember one, I had worked all weekend and I was exhausted and you know what? I was craving a glass of wine. I thought, Mm. okay, I haven't had a craving for a glass of wine in so long. And so I was being curious. I was, instead of giving in to that impulse, which it wasn't a very strong craving, but it was a craving. And so I was curious and I'm like, what am I really desiring right now? What am Mm. I desiring? The thing was, I was like, okay, I want excitement. I want excitement. And I know that when I have a glass of wine, I get that rush of dopamine and that's exciting. And I also want connection with my husband. I want to feel connected to him. Like things just feel so dull right now. I want some excitement. Mm. And so not that night, but because I now became aware of what I truly was desiring, I was like, hun, let's go roller skating. Let's create joy. (laughs) Let's create that excitement. Let's bring some novelty into the relationship. Oh, that is so good. And And did you go? Yeah. Oh my God. It was so fun. It was so nostalgic. It was just like, I was on a high for like the next week. And what's awesome is like my creative juices were flowing. It was just, Mm. just from that, like two hours of roller skating. It was so amazing. And the connection was just on point after that. And it's just something so simple, but it's just being curious rather than judging like, oh God, here goes that emotion again. What's going on? It's like just being so genuinely curious, like, huh, what, what am I really craving right now? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. This is so juicy. First of all, curiosity is, that is the feminine, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to know. We simply have to be in a place of curiosity of what is, what's, what is going on here? What is this telling me? And because of the way our brain is wired, as you know, we tend to focus on the negative right? Negativity bias. And so it's like, oh, you know, we just don't have any connection right now. And oh, this has been so hard. And right. And I love how you flipped it, not Mm -hmm. ignored it. You flipped it to say, what's really going on here? What am I really desiring? What am I really craving? What am I really wanting? Oh, something fun, something exciting and connection. Okay. Well, what else can give me that? Because you could have had that glass of wine and Mm -hmm. you would not have had you know, several days of high creativity and no. feeling great. Or you two could have just like vegged out on the Netflix, which, you know, mm. no judgment. I do too sometimes, right? right? But then you wouldn't have had the same connection and fun with him that you did. Right. Exactly. For me, it would have been the opposite. I would have felt shame because I drank. Mm. I would have, right. because alcohol is a depressant, I probably would have felt depressed. I would have been so bummed. And guess what? I still wouldn't have had that connection with my husband, it'd probably be even worse because I was feeling disconnected from myself. Yeah. 
So in this work, it takes time and it takes practice because just as you trained your brain to go for that, reach for that alcohol, reach for the sugar, reach for the food, reach for a Netflix, you have to, you can retrain your brain to, okay, go inside and reach for what's really going on. Ooh, I love this. I love this. And this is why you call your work Rewire Your Desire. Exactly. Exactly. You're just retraining your brain. Mm. What you create, you can recreate. Ooh, I love that. Say that again. Uh, What you create, you can definitely recreate. Hmm. So tell us a little bit about Rewire Your Desire. Who is this for? Is it just for people who think that they have an alcohol problem? Um, because probably most people listening to this, you know, don't. They might just be like I was that one time where they thought, oh, I kind of been doing this a little too much. So who who takes Rewire Your Desire? Rewire Your Desire is for women who are sober curious, who are genuinely curious about the alcohol-free lifestyle, uh, women who are using alcohol as a crutch habitually. And that's where I was. There's this whole thing, a gray area drinking, where it's not just like that old paradigm, black and white thinking where it's like, you're an alcoholic or you're a normal drinker. Like what Mm. is even a normal drinker? There is no Mm. such thing as a normal drinker. (laughs) And so there's an array of women who fall between those. And so this is who that program's for. It's like, are you curious about your drinking? Is it keeping you from living your purpose, from living your your dreams? And really Mm. rewire your desire can work for any habit, any habit. Oh, genius. So it doesn't have to necessarily be alcohol because it, really it's, it, it could be if you go to sugar when you're stressed exactly. and every day you're finding yourself downing half a box of Girl Scout cookies. Not that I've mm-hmm. ever done that, of course. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. Kidding. I have. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't Never. in a while, but I have done it. Never. Right. So, so, okay. So it's really this, okay. Anyone out there is going, I have a habit of going to some external substance or external source instead of really looking at what, who I am, what my true desires are and living my fullest, most joyful life. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. So this is incredible. It's so fascinating. So do you spend the three months really talking about drinking or you spend the three months on understanding yourself and the deeper desires and what those other kind of emotions are that are going on? Oh gosh. So we talk about the drinking, but it's, you know, drinking is just a symptom. It is just a symptom. So yes, there's education on alcohol and its effect on your system, but it's mostly about getting to the core of the symptom, getting to the issue of why you're using alcohol as a crutch. So this is really about you sifting through the layers, getting to know yourself at a deeper level and loving yourself at a deeper level. This is the drinking program that's not about drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I, I know you, you put so much into this. What are some of the things that someone w- learns when they do rewire your desire? Or what are some of the modalities? What do they experience? Oh, so what I love about this program is that it's intentionally kept small to allow for deeper, more frequent one-on-one connections with each other. Mm. Um, Mm. yes. And it's structured in a way that women feel seen, supported, and loved for the three months that we're together. We use essential oils for emotional support. We use neuroscience to learn how to use our brains efficiently. We Mm. use yoga, 
all the yoga philosophy. So yes, there's a physical practice of yoga, which is asana, but yoga is so much more than that. It's this rich, dense, spiritual, philosophical system. And so we use the tools from yoga as well as, you know, that physical practice that everybody's so used to practicing. Mm. Uh, we use um, Ayurveda, faster EFT, which is a tapping technique that helps you with your emotions. It gets right into that subconscious. Mm. It's an amazing, like it's helped me with my abandonment issues. It helps with cravings, anything that's emotional, which is pretty much everything it can help you with. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty much everything. Let's let's back up. So there's so much. It's and yeah. this is something that I just so admire about you. You are skilled and expert in so many different healing techniques and modalities and you supplement what you are not expert in with others that that are. What is Ayurveda? So Ayurveda is this brilliant um ancient system. It's actually the sister science to yoga. And in essence, it's basically means the science of life. And so what Ayurveda's goal is to balance the body. So yoga deals with the mind and Ayurveda works with the body. So you can't have one without the other. Hmm. So yoga balances hmm. the mind. Ayurveda balances the body through lifestyle practices, environment, herbs, and nutrition. Each person has a, a unique constitution, and so Ayurveda takes that into account. So it's not a one-size-fits-all that no. everyone's saying, well, just eat this or just take this supplement. It's really, and I don't know anything about it. I've had I've had one Ayurvedic session, and I might be needing to come to you, Anita, for, for some more <laughs> to really understand our own composition and what our body needs. And what I'm loving here is it's what I'm hearing is rewire your desire is a holistic approach that gives women that full sense. It's like you're out there feeling empty, you're problem stalling, right? Mm -hmm. um, feeling frustrated or whatever it might be. And you're taking this holistic approach to say, let's really get to know our bodies. Let's really get to know our brains and our minds. Let's really learn what fills you up and what those real desires are and get you in this path to light and joy. Yes. And freedom, freedom, not having to rely on something outside of you, yes. change something yes. inside of you. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, all day long, humans are looking outside of themselves, right? That's why we're saying whether it is that glass of wine or it's scrolling on Instagram, you know, and hoping you got more likes or <laughs> that maybe you'll find the outfit that will finally make you feel good about your belly or, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Or, or, or I'll be happy. It's like that. I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I get a guy. I'll be happy when <laughs> I lose 10 pounds. I'll be happy when it's like, no, actually, you'll be happy when you go inside exactly. in a really delightful way with a really delightful guide and discover the beauty that is you internally. And then you can live in that fullness and delight. Exactly, exactly. And how many times have you gotten the new house, the new car, the new boyfriend, gotten married, and you're like, oh, I was happy for like a minute. Now I'm back to my <laughs> normal baseline. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness, woman. I 
I switched jobs. I, I think I people have asked, how many jobs do you have? I think I had like 10 jobs because I would switch jobs. Like at first it was every like three years and then it was, oh no, this is okay. Now it's every year. Now it's every <laughs> six months, right? Because it's like, I'll be happy when. It's like, stop already. Mm-hmm. I had to say that to myself. And I didn't know this language that you're using, but I love it that what I was really doing at that point was to say, what am I craving? What am I desiring? And for yeah. me, it was purpose and what my true purpose was and to be doing more of that. I love so that. So this is this is so beautiful, Anita, and you are such a light in this world. You you. you really, I mean, your roller skating story says everything <laughs> that there is to say about you because that's something that we can immediately use mm-hmm. right now. So for a woman who's listening to this and they're saying, you know, I really want to be in touch with my body. I really want to be healthier with my mind, mm-hmm. with my brain. I, I want to I know how to live this healthier lifestyle. That's really what I'm hearing you saying, is that that's right. what Rewire Your Desire is. Anita, what is your hope for every woman who experiences Rewire Your Desire? My hope is that they learn to love themselves at the deepest level. And my hope is that they find their purpose, live their joy, experience the life that they always dreamt of experiencing. Every time I sit down to write this content, that was my goal in mind. Like, I want them to just sift through all of these layers that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and just mm. really love, 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 love themselves at the deepest level. Mm. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I've seen what you've written and it's blown me away. The workbook that comes with Rewire Your Desire is, first of all, gorgeous. It's a work of art and um, (laughs) so detailed with so many practices to live your healthiest, most beautiful, self-loving life. It's really incredible. So thank you for the work that you're doing, Anita. This is so important, and I know that so many, so many women and really so many people out there need this because it's really about what is holistic health and how do I live that? Right, right. And I want to add to another huge thing because I'm all about claiming our power is women reclaiming their power, not giving their Mm. power away to something outside of them. This is about Mm. them reclaiming their power, their confidence and joy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know, we are all about that here at Purpose Girl. Oh my goodness. So Anita, tell people where can they find out about Rewire Your Desire and you? All right. You can reach uh, me at www.rewiredesire.org. On Instagram, you can find me at Anita Par Yoga. And on Facebook, you can find Rewire Your Desire under just that, Rewire Your Desire. Amazing. And of course, we have all those links in the show notes. You are incredible, Anita. You are such a light in the world for me, for everyone that you touch, for all of the people who receive your brilliance through your many modalities, through all of your work and through Rewire Your Desire. So thank you for the work you're doing in the world and living your purpose. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share this gift. Yeah. So Anita, the last thing I love to do with all of my guests on the Purpose Girl podcast is I do something that I call a purpose power play round. And I'm just going to ask you a couple of totally (laughs) random questions. (laughs) And whatever is the first thing that comes to your mind is the right answer. Okay. You willing to play? I'm willing to play. Okay. 
So when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an environmental lawyer. Ooh, tell us more about that. <laughs> well, I remember I was eight years old and like I just always have loved animals and the environment. And I didn't even really know what it was, but I'm like, I'm going to be an environmental lawyer. That sounds good. <laughs> like, yeah. How many eight-year-olds even know? I didn't even know that there are environmental lawyers and I'm in my 40s. So, you know, this is right. I love it that eight-year-old knew. And, and this is something, you know, I have really been in, in, I'm in awe of you and your gifts all the time, but you really are an animal whisperer and you really have great love for this planet. And so it makes sense that that was what you wanted then. I mean, what you really wanted then was like, what I'm hearing is holistic love and healing for, for everything. So that's, I love that. Protection (laughs) of all. I love it. Okay. Number two, a book everyone listening should read. Ooh, a book everyone listening should read. That's such a good, God, I have so many favorites. How do I just pick You could give us two. (laughs) Um, I would have to say the Louise Hay book, Heal Your Life. Mm. That is such a good one. Yes, it is such a good one. For anyone out there who hasn't ever read it, tell us a little, like just a sentence or two about what it is. Um, So the Louise Hay book, Heal Your Life, is actually, it lets you in on what's going on in your body and like how these emotions manifest as dis-ease in the body. So say you have a head cold, you can just flip right into your Louise Hay book and it tells you, oh, um, this head cold, you're probably experiencing this head cold because dot, dot, dot. And here's a new thought pattern, which is a positive affirmation to say. Mm, it is so good, is it not? I mean, she it's so good. She just passed away last year, but she really was the leading trailblazing woman in holistic self help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, pa- yeah. Powerful, powerful woman honoring, exactly. yeah, honoring Louise Hay. Love it. All right, last question. You ready? Yes. Okay. So five years from now, you and I are sitting down for a yummy cup of tea. Mm. Tell me one thing you're excited about in your life at that moment. I am so excited about having my own retreat center in the tropics. And guess what? Oh. They're all earth homes. <laughs> Ooh, this is so good. It's so good. So this is talk about desire. So five years yeah. from now, this, in the tropics, do you have a location that you're feeling into? Not yet. I'm researching, researching. So, but I'm sure when the time comes, I'm more of a filler. So, be like, oh, that feels good. I'm going to head over there. <laughs> <laughs> Something so genius and brilliant about you, Anita, you womanifest, which is another word for manifest, by the way. Everybody. You <laughs> oh, womanifest. <laughs> yes. You womanifest like no one's business. Like you're, <laughs> you're like, oh, I, I desire to go on this retreat, I need, you know, the, the money, the $2,000 for it or whatever. And, and then you woman, you, you feel into your guides and you feel into your body and you vision. And then the $2,000, you know, someone calls you that they want to do some Reiki work with you or someone else signs up for rewire your desire. So, you know, another reason to work with you, Anita, because you woman fast, like it's no one's business. So I know that in five years, we're not only going to be sitting down and having tea. We're going to be sitting down and having tea in your retreat center. I know. I'm so excited. And also, 
participants of Rewire Desire learn how to manifest or woman manifest as well. Ooh. So that's, <laughs> yes. super, that's such a huge thing. It's a huge thing. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. There's so much in this program. It's beyond. I mean, I constantly, when you and I were working together and you're like, and I'm going to give them this and I'm going to do this. And I, <laughs> and I give my clients this. I'm like, oh my God, it's like, there's so much here. So everyone <laughs> go over to rewireyourdesire.org. Check Anita out. She is just beautiful in every way. You can feel her energy and you will be so happy that you did. So thank you, Anita, for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. We so appreciate you. And to every thank woman out there who is listening, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for making the Purpose Girl podcast known all over the world because of you, women from Asia, women from Australia, women from Europe, women from every continent are finding us and we thank you. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take two minutes to go over onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Tell us what you love about the Purpose Girl podcast. It's because of you leaving those ratings that so many women around the world are finding this information and are saying, I finally have tools to live my happiest life. So thank you for doing that. As always, pass this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast on. Give it to your mom. Give it to your sisters. Give it to girlfriends. You know, bring it to book club. This is how we are ensuring that we are changing the world one woman at a time. As always, if you have not yet downloaded your Living on Purpose Guide or your 50 Happiness Tips, then go over to PurposeGirl.com. You can get those downloads for free right now. Again, PurposeGirl.com. Find me on Instagram at Karen Rockhind. Find me on Facebook at Coach Karen Rockhind. And if you haven't yet, join our free Purpose Girls Women's Happiness Network Facebook group. It is a space where we are posting inspiration, motivation, questions for you to think about. We're doing Facebook Lives, all totally free. You want to find that over there. As always, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.